Welcome to the bi-week edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm inside the TCO radio studio alongside Jay Nelson from Vikings.com. And Jay, uh, I hate to talk Vikings football after a loss, but when you have an extra week to prepare for your next opponent, uh, I want to use this time to kind of dissect, maybe vent, maybe get some of our thoughts out following the 12-10 to 10 loss to the Chicago Bears this past Monday night. It was one of those games where uh, you go, you went into it with so much excitement. Sunday yeah. night football the previous week, Josh Dobbs, uh, finally, I guess when people say came back down to earth, didn't have his best performance against the Denver Broncos, so you wanted to see how this offense bounced back. Um, didn't do so as well as people would have liked. He threw four interceptions. This offense couldn't get going as much as they wanted to, but defensively, that was the bread and butter of this entire Minnesota Vikings team, but just not enough. That last drive of the game for this Minnesota Vikings defense, they give up three points, a game-winning field goal to Cairo Santos. When, when you look at just this 12-10 to 10 loss to the Chicago Bears uh, this past Monday night, what are some things that stand out to you? My biggest thing was just missed opportunity. You know, I was hoping, I think everyone was hoping that get this one right, going into the bye go off on a positive note and then look forward to Las Vegas. Um, I think the hardest part was just kind of the the miscues and everything that we saw. Four turnovers was was a kind of a thing that really stood out. And, you know, Kevin's talked about this repeatedly saying we know what this is. Um, you know, for us, I think the hard part was just seeing those four turnovers and then knowing we got a couple back and just the the margin of error there was so razor thin. It felt like it was kind of a, a difference maker. I mean, you've what held them to opponents in the last two weeks I think you've held them to nine field goals and a touchdown mm -hmm. and and you've lost both of those games by a combined three points so I think the the biggest thing is coming up here after the bye you've got five weeks to kind of figure it all out and get it right and I think that the hope here is that uh, coaches front office everyone will go kind of back to their corners do some R&R &R a little bit but also yeah. kind of do a little self-scouting to figure out what they need to do to make everything right for the last month and really push through because here's the thing we're still in the playoffs currently yeah. and um, you know we control our own destiny on that kind of stuff so let's get it right and, and make sure that you put your best foot forward for that last month and, and make it completely worth it come January. Yeah that, that's the interesting uh, part of this entire thing. Um, we were talking off air before just talking about, you know, this December football is similar to September baseball for yeah. MLB teams. And you want to be playing your best football. And in my opinion, I believe this is the best time to have the buy for this Vikings team with all the adversity that they face. But I'm interested to see when it comes to self-scouting during the bye week, that's when most teams you know, go back and look at the previous games that they've played instead of looking at opponents. I'm interested to see how much Brian Flores is involved in the offensive self-scout. If I'm Kevin O'Connell, B-Flow, what are some things that I'm missing out on? How would you defend Josh Dobbs if you were playing against him? What are some things that we can capitalize on using his strengths, using his arm talent, using his leg talent? So uh, I'm, I'm sure... There's going to be a lot of talk this week. It's Wednesday that we're recording this podcast. Players are off this week. Um, but I believe the the football side of the parking lot is more packed with cars mm -hmm. than the business side. So the football side, are, I feel like they're not taking this bye week lightly. They're, they're, they're using this time to stay inside the film room, get in the playbook, and find opportunities for Josh Dobbs and this offense to continue to find ways to be successful. Yeah, I think most teams, at least um, in the years that I've been around here, 
the idea is handle your business on the front end of the week and then maybe take a day or two on the back end. But the thing is, is you're still in the middle of the season. You're still reacting to what's happening around you. You're still reacting to what other teams are doing over the weekend. And then also, you know, I think that one of the intriguing things for me is the fact that both uh, the Vikings and the Raiders are both on bye this weekend coming up. So mm-hmm. you're going to get two well-rested teams. Yep. You're going to be heading into their noisy, crazy uh, stadium there at Allegiant Stadium. And so for me, I, I, I just kind of look at it as, you know, there was a lot of discussion at the beginning of the year when the schedule came out saying, is the Week 13 bye going to be a good thing or a bad thing? Mm-hmm. It's a good thing if, you, if you're kind of rolling and you want to be able to kind of breathe right before you sprint. It can be a bad thing if all of a sudden you have adversity early in the year and now you're just begging to get to a point where you can take a breath. I think for us, you know, you, you just look at the way that everything went. We were kind of we were talking earlier too, kind of you know ups and downs of the season, and here you are going into week 13. You're six and six with with your control at the end here. So I guess for me, um, you know, I think that they'll they'll do plenty of self scouting and trying to figure that kind of stuff out and game planning for not only Las Vegas but even past that. Yep. Um, I think a huge part of that now is going to be if you're the Raiders trying to game plan for what the Vikings are going to do. Right. Now you got to all of a sudden realize that Justin Jefferson's back on the field and see what kind of wrinkle that puts in. But I think you know you look at what these guys are going to be doing, not only the coaches but the players. They're really going to be doing some kind of eval and, and recoup, but at the same point figuring out what do we got to do to win here for the rest of the season. Yeah, next week is going to be a big week against the – uh, Las Vegas Raiders just looking at you know how they've performed they're coming off of a loss also and I'm sure they're probably you know echoing similar sentiment that Harrison Smith echoed following uh, the loss to the Chicago Bears Harrison Smith told reporters in the locker room post game that he wished we had a game this week you just want to get that that nasty taste out of your mouth especially losing to a team that you know you should have beaten uh, especially at home so this will be an opportunity for this Vikings team to kind of regroup get back on track and and go from there. But I'm looking forward to just talking uh, football, but also wrestling with our special guest of today's show, Mr. Alex Marvez. He's a guy that's been covering the NFL for almost three decades. We we know his, you know, his resume in the wrestling world, just understanding what he has done with that. AEW is in town uh, at Target Center. They were at Target Center earlier this week. So it'll be interesting to see uh, just to hear his thoughts and, and so on and so forth. Uh, you've you follow wrestling for a while. Just when you when you think about just the sport in its totality, yeah. What are some things that really come to mind? I mean, really, the thing that you, you see the guys and they're just these larger than life characters and the, the charisma and everything else. But like when you can put it all together and have the athletic talent that these guys have. I mean, there have been a ton of wrestlers that have gone through and been in NFL training camps and been on teams. Um, there's huge guys from Brock yeah, Lesnar, but that's just it. Like yeah. guys like Lesnar, you look at these guys and they are absolute freak athletes. And and you know, for them to be able to go out there, think about they're out there 200 nights a, a year, kind of a thing. They're constantly on the road, having to take care of themselves. There's a whole regimen they got to go through just to be able to perform for what they've got to do for the fans. So I think there there is a uh, you know there's this kind of feeling that. There's the NFL side, there's wrestling and stuff like that, but there is a lot of similarities between just the maintenance and everything that these guys have to do to get their bodies right and be ready to perform on on game day and and you know for their matches. I think it's 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 got to be something that 
has got to be a lot of fun and rewarding for yeah. those guys, too, to be able to travel the world and just be able to see the excitement on fans' faces. Well, let's get to our guest interview with Mr. Alex Marvez. Spalon Montage is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there is a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. Say hello to flawlessly smooth skin at Pure Lux Med Spa, the preferred med spa of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. Specializing in elite laser hair removal, body contouring, Botox, cosmetic filter, and age-defying skincare treatments such as Diamond Glow and Skin Pen for collagen induction therapy. For more information, visit mypurelux.com backslash Vikings for exclusive offers to Vikings fans. That's www.mypurelux.com backslash Vikings. Well, now joining the podcast is a special guest. His name is Alex Marvez. He is a he does it all. He works for Sirius, <laughs> NFL, Sirius XM NFL Radio, and he joins us in studio today. Uh, thank you for joining us, Alex. This is uh, the bye week, and, but at the same time, th- there is a lot of people here, and it's good to have you here along with Don Callis from AEW, just the, the whole wrestling background. We, we are very aware of you know everything that's going on this weekend as far as in the wrestling world, but what brings you to Minnesota? Well, AEW in particular, right? And each week, you know, being on the road, AEW, the fastest growing pro wrestling company in the history of the industry, mm. quite honestly. You know, Tony Khan, you know, his family, as you know, owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. They have mm-hmm. taken the pro wrestling world by storm ever since we started, January 8th of 2019, and, you know, have a national touring schedule, international touring schedule as well. We have a big show coming up in London next August. All in our follow up to our record breaking show wow. that we held this year, and you know we're at the Target Center, you know, and and you know doing our Dynamite show, and uh, you know again every week I am blessed to be part of something that I have loved ever since I was a kid. I mean I, I get to merge football and pro wrestling, mm. you know, with my work at SiriusXM. Mm. It's a lot of work. Yep. Don't get me wrong, sure. but I realize it's I'm in a very unique position. Nobody in the world does what I do, and I'm very blessed to have it. I'm very blessed to be here, and you should feel blessed to be in this facility, for sure. by the way. Yeah, the great Bob Hagen sure. and, and Tom West giving us a tour around here. I've been to the old facility, yeah. and I survived, yep. you know, but that, that was a little bit more of a challenge. This is absolutely gorgeous, and I really do believe, too, and the Will family has always been committed to winning ever since buying the Minnesota Vikings, but the thing about it that that's exciting for me is the players know that they're in a first-class organization yep. when they see something like this. It does make a difference when you have, you know, someplace you go to work every day and you're excited to be in the building. You're not just looking to head out the door. So I think that's something that's really neat about what's going on here with this Vikings out here in Egan. My first time visiting, hope it's not my last. Has Bob Hagen invited you to one of his pizza, favorite pizza spots yet? <laughs> uh, not yet. Not yet. We haven't even gotten into a music discussion yet. But, you know, all of this is coming at some point soon. But, no, Bob, incredible job, media relations. I always yep. knew when I was up here working at Fox Sports or any of my other endeavors that if I came to the Vikings, I was going to be well taken care of yep. by the media relations staff and the best in the business. Absolutely. That's the thing for us. Like, you know, we, someone like myself, I've been here for a bit here as well. And just to see the transition that happened from Winter Park to this place and having facilities, uh, you know, podcast room, radio room like this as well. Um, having that, you just kind of understand that there's a different level of expectation for, you know, what we can do and what we want to do. Um, I think for a lot of teams, you're seeing kind of growth at their facilities and trying to keep up, whether it's for 
audio, video, social media, everything that way. What is something that you've seen kind of evolve and change over the years for all the coverage that you've done, not only for the NFL, but even AEW uh, over the years? You don't need outside media anymore. Sure. Quite mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a bonus. Let's be let's be real here. You go to a team website. You know, every week I do a pregame uh, show before the Thursday night game on Sirius XM Channel 88, and I call sound from the video that's posted. If I'm a fan, most teams have at least one writer, if not multiple writers. You know, and listen, your coverage, honestly, through tough times, probably not going to be as critical as outside sources. But the reality is that teams are doing a great job of doing things in-house. But there's also access that you are provided and able to to bring things, content to people that you simply can't get anywhere else. And I think that's one of the great things as well. There's never really been a better time to be an NFL fan because you know – so much. The more you want to dive into it, the more information is available to you. Now, that being said, sometimes you don't want to know how the sausage is made, and, and I get all that. But I think that's been one of the biggest evolutions, though, are is teams, the way that they cover themselves. But it's a natural progression just to the way that life is and the fact that, you know, mainstream media outlets that we grew up with, uh, you know, at least I grew up with, simply just, you know, falling a little bit by the wayside, uh, you know, to say the least. You've been covering the NFL for, for almost three decades at this point, so you've seen champions teams you've been around championship teams and just understanding you know that this organization this wolf ran vikings organization wants to get to that promised land what are some qualities that make up a championship team when you start to think of oh this is why they won this year or this is why they won that year every championship team is going to undergo adversity of some point whether it's injury whether it's a tough loss whether it's something that happens off the field it's that ability to pull through that adversity to, to make sure that it's a group of individuals who are coming together and ignoring all of the outside noise. And that isn't easy because we're all human beings. Sometimes mainstream media forgets that. Players go home, and it's not that they want to look on social media, but one of their buddies will show them something or one of their family members will call and ask them. And, and you have to keep everyone focused on, on collective goals because once people start to look at themselves as individuals, once they start worrying about their contracts next year, their future with the franchise, when winning becomes secondary to to personal goals, that's one of the big problems you have. I mean, listen, X's and O's, there's different ways to win, right? right? I mean, we've seen seen team construct in different ways. We had a New England Patriots team that won a Super Bowl 13-3, to (laughs) right? I mean, think about that, right? Against the Rams, you know, Super Bowl 53. That was a team that had a, a good offense, not a great offense, but a great defense. Conversely, we see teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, and while their defense played better last year, let's be candid, it's because of that high-powered offense they were able to overcome that deficit against the Eagles. So that, to me, those things sort of take care of themselves. You know, winning championships so much often depends on on health of a franchise. At the end of the year, what's the old saying? It's not the best team that necessarily wins, it's the healthiest team that wins. But I just feel culture building is so big, and it sounds cliche for so many folks, but it's true. If you are a a group of individuals, a house divided uh, will fall. No yeah. question about it. And I don't feel that this Vikings team has that. I mean, from everything that I've read, from the people I talk to around the league, you got to give Kevin O'Connell a heck yeah. of a lot of credit for helping to guide this team through the adversity it has faced this season. Yeah, I think the culture building is always something that's really important for teams. And you can see the ones that really gel by the end of the season versus the ones that go through the adversity and start to fall apart a little bit. I think for us, you know, there's there's been – Plenty of adversity so far this year, but I think for for people internally and just seeing the thing that's going on, the leadership that we have here has been super important. I know for um, someone like yourself, you know, you talk about working with SiriusXM as much as you have. 
you kind of have to have a finger on the pulse of the entire league and all mm-hmm. of the different teams. How do you keep it straight? Because we were even talking today <laughs> just about us trying to keep things straight, not only for ourselves internally, but just peripherally and, and how it's going to affect us over the next month. How does someone like yourself try to cover the entire league and keep a pulse on everything? Well, number one, history has a tendency to repeat itself. And yeah. I'm able to you know rely on experience from 29 years of covering the NFL. Oh, I've seen this story unfold before, and I know how it's going to end. You know what I mean? Whether it's a head coach, maybe for a team on the West Coast who loses his mind during a news conference when asked a question by the media, you could tell that that person is feeling the heat a little bit. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure this out, but you understand maybe that's the direction of where this franchise is going. So you try to follow trends. I'm a big believer in X, the formerly known as Twitter, Mm -hmm. as an aggregator. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit there and yell at a cloud. I am not paid to be on Twitter. I don't care to share my opinions on Twitter. There's mm-hmm. no benefit for me to do that. But I will steal your information and use it as part of my show. Sure. I mean, I understand, too, my goal is to try to make football as accessible as possible during my time on the radio to both mainstream fans who may not be, you know, as, as ardent following the product, you know, while also giving something to hardcores that they may not know elsewhere, plus relying on co-hosts. I get to work with Tim Brown, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Yep. I work with Max Starks, played tackle in the NFL for a decade. I work with Robert Turbin. I work with former Vikings GM Rick Spielman. I work yeah. with Bill Polian. I work with Charlie Weiss. I can go down the list here. Uh, Rich Gannon, all these folks that, that I am blessed to be you know, on the same show with, why am I going to pretend to be an expert on certain things? I'm, I'm not afraid to say I don't know everything, so I turn it over to a co-host who's going to have their own opinion about certain things and have better expertise than that. So I do my best. I, I research. I call notes. One thing, I mean, I, I may not always be perfect, I, but I will tell you this. There is no one who's going to work harder or be more prepared for my show than I am, and that's something that I can control, sure. right? You control what you can control. That's something I can do. You made a comment. You said it doesn't take a rocket scientist to uh, figure out trends, especially when you've been in this league as long as you have. But uh, we have a rocket scientist on this team at quarterback that's trying to figure out this offense. And uh, this has only happened three times in the NFL where quarterback has been traded midseason, starts <laughs> week the first week that he is here, in here, I, I, well, here with the team and then wins a the game. Yeah. What is the trend there? Like, how do you predict that? How do you uh, sum that up when it comes to trying to get Josh Dobbs and this offense back rolling again with all the adversity that this Vikings team has faced? Well, first, I just feel like the Josh Dobbs win against the Atlanta Falcons was an anomaly, and that is not a disrespect to him or the Vikings organization. In fact, it's a compliment to them because, let's be honest here, I mean, you didn't have a chance, as we all know, to take practice reps with the team. He's just trying, you know, he just went out and played. Right. And, and that's an incredible thing. The, what's happening now, though, and you saw that there was a pass in the Chicago game to Jordan Addison on the sideline where the two just didn't connect. Yep, right. Yep. And, you know, there was a play on in Sunday's game between Philadelphia and Buffalo where Josh Allen, who has had countless hours working with Gabe Davis, they're in overtime. They don't connect on what ended up being the critical play of the game for the Bills, right? They have to settle for a field goal rather than score the touchdown, rather than win the game, and they end up losing to the Eagles. When I saw that pass from Josh to Jordan, it just is a reminder, these guys don't have an off-season body of work to rely upon, a preseason body of work, a training camp, regular season games, and you're starting to see that come out a little bit. And unfortunately for the Vikings, this team has not been very effective running the football either. And, you know, whether that's game planning, whether that's the offensive line, whether it's the quality of the running backs, not for me to say, maybe it's a combination of all of this, but this was a Kirk Cousins-centric 
offense yep. when Kirk was healthy. Now that Kirk isn't healthy, you have to be able to adjust, and there are times when the Vikings have struggled to do that. All you can do is hope in this bye week, first that Josh Dobbs catches his breath. I mean, literally take a couple <laughs> hours to just relax and, and get your mind right, yep. and then you can get back to work. You know, what he's done, though, I mean, it's, it's an incredible story. I'm very happy. I got to know him a little bit through the years while he's been bopping around the NFL. Incredible opportunity he's been able to take advantage of, whether he's back in the starting lineup or not when the Vikings returned in Week 14 is one thing, but I do feel that he's going to try to put himself in the best position to succeed himself. You know that. You may have a quarterback who can stick around here for years to come. I'm not saying you build around him as a franchise, but Josh has done the best he can, but for this Vikings team, others are going to have to step up. Oh, and by the way, it'll help when Justin Jefferson is back on the field as well, because obviously he changes the way that that defense has approached this Vikings offense. I know one of the things that I I was reading through here as well was you have a uh, uh, pro football Hall of Fame vote. (laughs) And uh, we have a guy in Jared Allen who is uh, up, yep. up this year again. I think um, for a lot of fans, we're, we're hoping that uh, he has a legit shot this year to, to finally get a legit get shot it. last year. Exactly. Right? What happens is sometimes, and, and it gets tricky, right? Because mm-hmm. first, there's a reason they're in the room, right? There's a reason they're one of 15 finalists. Yeah. They're among the best who have ever played this game. The question becomes pecking order to an extent, right? Sure. And I was a little surprised, quite honestly, DeMarcus Ware leapfrogged him. Mm. You know, I, I think that Jared Allen, I mean, when you talk about, I believe, what, 160 career sacks yep. during his time in the NFL, doing it in multiple cities, Kansas City, Minnesota, Carolina to end his career. This was a difference maker. Teams had to game plan around him. You could tell how he raised the play of like a, a Brian Robson, you know, who was playing opposite him during yep. his time with the Vikings. So I feel, though, and this is a positive for him and for those players who've been knocking on the door for a couple years. In this year's class, there are probably going to be only two first ballot inductee strong candidates, sure. and that is going to be Antonio Gates and Julius Peppers. And I would imagine that both of those two, Julius more so than Antonio, in my opinion, I, I'm not I'm not committing to voting for either. But when you have two that go in, rather than let's say in a future class where you're going to be talking about three, four players who may be first ballot inductees, that opens the door for others who have been waiting. And sure. I feel like Jared Allen's time is coming. I don't see another pass rusher beside potentially Julius Peppers leapfrogging him to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't see it from Dwight Freeney right now. I don't see it from anyone else. So hopefully for Jared, this will be his time coming up in 2024 because I do believe he is worthy of induction. What what current Vikings on this roster do you think in a few years will, will actually make a case outside of Justin Jefferson? Well, I was going to say JJ's yep. the guy. Yep. You know what I mean? I, tough yep. to say. Harrison you know, Smith maybe? Harrison Smith will be a conversation. Safeties have traditionally had a tough go of it in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But I think that people are looking at the position a little bit differently now because, you know, you're doing more than playing center field. I mean, you know, a lot of safeties now are able to, you know, morph down to the linebacker spot, right? You know, you're able to do that, uh, playing maybe closer to the line of scrimmage at times. But Harrison Smith would obviously be someone who's under strong consideration, you know, for this honor. And i got to tell you this, and I'm not saying that it's a lock or anything like that, but if Kirk Cousins can get a couple Super Bowl mm. rings, and like I'm making it sound really easy, right? <laughs> but we're going to have a talk here about it. Right. Because when you look at what he has been able to do consistently from a statistical standpoint, it's been big. Uh, you know, and, and I feel like the narrative on Kirk has changed as well. I think 2023, as terribly disappointing as his end to his season was, I think people now believe a lot more in Kirk Cousins than what they did before. I think they saw him battling the way that he did through the midway point of the season. I think they saw him elevate people. I think they saw him come through in some clutch moments. 
And I'm thinking that the Minnesota Vikings management sees all this. They've always been a staunch supporter of Kirk Cousins, obviously. You can tell by the money he's made. <laughs> but my point is, maybe just maybe Kirk Cousins, his time in Minnesota isn't drawing near. Maybe he ends up signing an extension. And then you worry about that, quote, quarterback of the future down the road. And by the way, the more the Vikings keep winning, the further that first-round draft pick gets, yep. the less odds you have of landing a franchise quarterback. Sure. And I, you know, one thing for me, too, I was kind of thinking, we were talking about kind of historic guys, and Jared was one of those guys that could definitely cut a promo. Uh, question for you. Is there a modern NFL player that you think would be awesome for AEW to incorporate? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guys who cut promos. See, it's interesting because so many of them get watered down, right? They're told not to be so eccentric, maybe not to draw attention to themselves, right, yeah. with the things that they say. So off the top of my head, and it's interesting, I try to block out some of that noise. You sure. know what I mean? Like I yeah. try, I, I, I'm just saying it's, it's hard. I don't have a name that's, that's popping in my head immediately. But, but there are guys who talk, and listen, everyone loves pro wrestling, right? Sure. Among so many NFL players, I know there's a lot of AEW fans that love that, you know, that are out there that are in the league that enjoy the product. I mean, you look at George Kittle, for example, he'd be tremendous. And of course, he's good friends with Pencil Cedo Miedo, uh, you know, of the Lucha Brothers, one yep. of our top tag teams. So, and that's when you see him do the no fear sign, yeah. you know, George after he catches a pass. <laughs> so maybe there's a future for him in pro wrestling as well. We're welcome for any Minnesota Vikings who uh, care to uh, toss their hat in the proverbial <laughs> ring and bring them on as well. I was just thinking of someone who does have Vikings ties, doesn't play for the Vikings, but Cam Jordan, maybe. I just Cam Jordan is fantastic. I think, you know, Cam Jordan, interesting story on Cam Jordan, by the way. Mark Dominic admits he made a mistake. Cam talked his way out of being drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really? He wow. went on a pre-draft visit. And you ask, why is a pre-draft visit important, right? Cam talked and talked and <laughs> talked and talked and talked to the point that Mark thought, I don't know if he's going to fit into our locker room culture. Wow. And overthought it. And ended up taking uh, Adrian Claiborne instead. Mm. Eh, didn't work out quite as well as Cam <laughs> Jordan, who is someone who eventually may get Pro Football Hall of Fame consideration himself. Do, you know, stalwart for that New Orleans Saints for sure. defense. But just one of those behind-the-scenes type stories. Just not sure, though, if Cam has a future in pro wrestling. I do know he has a future potentially in the Hall of Fame. That is very true. My last question for you, I had it on this list. Um, are there any parallels between wrestling, professional wrestling, and professional football just from covering it for so long? No, because okay. you well, but I will say this, and this is what the amazing part of my life and the, and the blessing I've received from Tony Khan is going behind the scenes and seeing how things are done, and then realizing that I spent most of my life reporting on things that I really didn't know probably seventy five percent about, and it yeah. it sounds, you know, demoralizing to an extent. I did the best I could, but when you're an NFL reporter, you don't know. Okay. Is this player having things off the field that might be affecting their performance? Is there an issue between the coach and the player that could be affecting things? Uh, you know, all these little things that end up painting a picture. But, you know, the media just tries to make it very much cut and dried, and understandably so. They're trying to do what they what they know or, or you know, feed into certain stereotypes, et cetera. But this is, this is something that, that I've learned. You mm -hmm. know what I sure. mean? I, I will tell you this, too. The commitment that it takes to succeed in both industries – and that's why, you know, the snark on social media, it bothers me now. And, no. and it's really caused me, you know, because I've come under criticism as well. And, I, and, you know, when you're first, you know, in front of the camera rather than critiquing people in front of the camera, that, that can, it's overwhelming, right, to sure. be quite honest with you. It affects your life. It affects, you know, how you value yourself. And I think that that's why when you have so many people who do so many reprehensible things or even just cutting comments by media members, even those covering the team as beat writers and putting them out on, on, on X and social media, you have no idea the commitment that it takes for a player who goes out there 
and does what they do, the same thing as an AEW wrestler, to be out there and just for a limited amount of time. Yeah. You think about it, right? You got 17 games guaranteed. That's it in the NFL, right? For a regular season, that's yeah. all you're guaranteed. But how many hours did you put in not only, not only playing football, but watching your diet, missing time with your family, you know, working out? You know, studying film, all of those things to try to be, you know, a true professional. And I just don't know if we really have an appreciation of that. And I will tell you, though, going behind the scenes at AEW, seeing that has made me really, really appreciate the effort that we get every week from players in the NFL and all of our AEW crew. Awesome. Well, I'm sure every fan that enjoys AEW enjoys you also, and every fan that enjoys Sirius XM NFL Radio enjoys you also. And we enjoyed having you on the podcast today. That's Alex Marvez from Sirius XM NFL Radio. Appreciate you stopping by and spending some time with us. It was an honor. Now i got to go get some pizza with Bob. Thank you. <laughs> Always good to talk to Alex Marvez. I, I, I have a a weird feeling that we're going to have him on a few more times in the months and years to come. He's just a guy that is very knowledgeable, not only about wrestling, but about the NFL. I mean, when you have an NFL Hall of Fame vote, yeah. uh, you have to know your stuff. So it was good just conversing with him and just hearing his thoughts on the league in its totality. I think the, the thing that was really interesting, too, is just him talking about even our facility here yeah. and just seeing how much has changed. He's not lying. I mean, you know, you used to go to – to Winter Park, and it was kind of a Spartan life uh, mm -hmm. over there. Um, there is a lot of people that when they come in here to the, the new campus and everything, they just their eyes are a, a lot bigger saying, man, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> um, you know, for me, having a guy like Alex here who can look at the history of the NFL and the coverage that he's had for, you know, basically three decades at this point, um, I think it's just always good to get a guy like him who has the cred. He's got the Hall of Fame vote. Mm -hmm. He used to be the, the former uh, president of the Pro Football Writers uh, of America. Mm -hmm. So like this guy knows the stuff and for him to be as kind of positive and, and complimentary as he is towards the Vikings at this point, I think is, is a good thing. And, and it just kind of shows that, you know, they're trying to do things the right way here. Doing it the right, doing it the right way is the name of the game. And it's going to have to continue to be the name of the game for the Vikings if they want to stay in playoff contention, because this is a pivotal part of the season and going into this upcoming matchup next week against the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, I'm interested to see what the quarterback play will look like. Like we're we're in similar positions. If you look at ESPN.com or any statistical website, when you look at passing leaders for both of these teams, yeah. it's Jimmy G for the Raiders yeah. and it's Kirk Cousins for the Vikings. Yeah. Neither one of those quarterbacks are going to play next Sunday. So just looking at just those two quarterbacks, Aiden O'Connell, Josh Dobbs, if he gets to start, uh, <laughs> how, how crazy does that sound? Well, I think for both teams right now, you know, there there's some some interesting things going on because like even for us, I think there there's still the hope and the 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 feeling of we're running to to push for this playoff run. Um, for the Raiders, they've had a, a, a lot of questions all season long. Um, some disgruntled players. You got some injuries that are going on there as well. I think the the Raiders themselves are a team that if you can jump on them, it feels like you can really kind of try to bury them as much as as early as possible the thing for me that i'm kind of looking forward to is o'connell on o'connell crime <laughs> just the two of them trying to outduel each other offensively for both sides yeah. um you know i'm hoping that uh flores finds a way to to neutralize aiden as much as possible and at the same point you're looking at a guy like max crosby with the some of the injury news that's coming out about him too you're wondering how effective he's going to be i think between the offensive line for the vikings the quarterback play jj coming back everything else all these kind of questions that were happening off of the Chicago Bears game to me it just feels like this is going to be a, a get right game and just try to 
you know, do what you can where everyone's focused to be able to make it happen because you, you brought it up even earlier, just the idea after the game, guys like Harrison Smith and those guys were talking about how just how mad they were yeah. at, at what happened because they knew it was that close. Yeah. I think that going into a game like this one, everything will be focused for a week and a half, two weeks, and, and they'll be able to put their best foot forward. Well, I'm going to end the Raiders coverage on that note. Next week we'll be all Raiders. Yeah, That's the goal. That's the plan. We know it'll be a fun week. Everybody, all Vikings fans are traveling out west uh, to get out the cold. So uh, there will be a huge purple presence at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. So, Jay, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward, like I said before, talking to Alex Marvez a little bit more. Vikings fans, if you want to tune into him or listen to him more, you can check him out on Sirius XM NFL Radio. He has a daily show on Channel 88 and just – Hearing him talk now, I feel like I'm about to be a new daily listener because he he knows his stuff, and I'm excited to see uh, just his future thoughts, not only on the Vikings but the current state of the NFL with some of the trends that continue to happen year in and year out. Yeah, I've had a SiriusXM uh, subscription for almost two decades now, and you know, a guy like Alex is always fun to listen to, like he was talking about too in the interview. He gets tons of great guests on, and so he just kind of – he's a very good – He's, he's super knowledgeable and he's very good at facilitating and yep. just kind of like, hey, here's the topic. Let's run with it and, and let those guys go. Alex is great. And so it was really fun to meet him today and get to talk to him and, and have him join our show. And I think it's really special. So, yeah, hopefully we can incorporate him more in the future in the show. For sure. Well, Vikings fans, thank you for tuning into this bi-week edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Good news. The Vikings are 6-6 six and six and they still have a spot in the playoffs if the season ended today. They had that final wild card spot. So, uh, it's going to be an all-hands-on-deck type of operation in order for the Vikings to continue that trend, in order to stay in that playoff contention. But in the meantime, stay tuned to Vikings.com. Uh, just enjoy yourself this week, and hopefully uh, you can stay safe in the meantime. So for Jay Nelson, our special guest, Mr. Alex Marvez, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you guys again for tuning into another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast brought to you by Pepsi. Made for Vikings watching. Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. Spicy wings are a tailgate staple. Did you know the casein protein in cow's milk will help ease the burn by binding to the oily compound capsaicin in chili peppers? Plus, milk provides 13 nutrients and a boost of energy to keep cheering on your favorite team. For more information, check out usdairy.com. Brought to you by Undeniably Dairy.